Three signs of blame shifting and how to deal with it. It takes a measure of maturity to own up to faults and accept responsibility. No wonder many people find it easier to pass their faults and shift the blame on others to forego offenses. Blame shifters do not own up to their faults, but find it easy to blame something or someone for it. They could be amongst our coworkers, friends, and family. If you aren't alert, you would be a constant victim of their abuse. Look out for these three signs in them and some ways to deal. Number one, they do not take responsibility for the problems they cause. People like this can quickly attack you and others when something goes wrong, even when they were majorly at fault. Most times, you find out that they caused the problems because they refuse to listen to the other people, and when things are not going well, they will attribute the blame to others. They could say, you made me feel so bad, that's why I flared up and destroyed it, or because you didn't correct me, that's why I made a mistake. They go on and on giving excuses. Number two, use argument to deviate from the issue at hand. When you try to address a problem with them, rather than facing the issue at hand, they start arguing about inconsequential things not related to the discussion. All they do is to find fault in what you are saying. They pick your words and use it against you, accusing you of insulting them. Argue about the tone of your voice, claim you are playing the victim while they are the ones that are. They bring meaningless points and drag you into a constant debate that you get so sucked up with the argument and you don't face the main issue at hand. Let me give you an example of a typical conversation between you and a blame shifter. You could say, I always pay the bills every time. Why is it so? Before you even finish talking, they would interrupt and say, How dare you raise your voice at me? You don't have the right. And in a bid to defend yourself, you both end up in meaningless arguments while not thrashing the main issue, which is the bills. Number three, they manipulate people by using pity parties, so you feel sorry for them. To shift the blame, they could come up with one sad story or the other. Yeah, it's Monday and I'm ready to do it again. The voice of reason is back in the building here at KBLA Talk 1580. Listen, I love all of the email topics that I'm getting from the listeners. This is one of them. I've got to get through them. So I chose this topic today. The claim game. Yes, I'm sure many of you are familiar with the term, the blame game. But we want to do the claim game today. I promise you, your life will get better. If you just walk in and say this, I'm talking about when you walk into the relationship. This should be your intention. Set this intention when you walk into the relationship. If you walk into that relationship saying, I'm going to keep an eye on me, how I show up, how I blow up, how I glow up, how I throw up, everything. I'm going to pay attention to me because in paying attention to yourself, you get to take responsibility for how you respond. At least you'll be aware of what to take responsibility for. Oftentimes, our silliness is on autopilot. 
We're not even paying attention to how we show up, how we grow up, how we blow up, how we throw up. We just show up expecting somebody to be able to tolerate us, to be able to deal with us. I want you to be a claimer over a blamer. Your life can get better. If you just say, you know what? I'm here to take responsibility for how I enter this relationship, for how I interact with this relationship. So much of relationship is predicated on how our partner treats us. You've heard me talk about this before. Many people really, can I say this today? Can I say this this evening? Many people, if you disagree with me, call me right now. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. This is a conversation. We won't judge your perspective. Call me. Many people really don't know how to treat themselves. They don't know how to treat themselves well. They don't know how to treat themselves good. They don't know how to treat themselves with respect. They don't know how to love on themselves. They don't know how to honor themselves. They don't know how to approve and appreciate themselves. Many people will place that onus on their partner. So long as you treat me good, I'm good. But you don't treat you good. I'm here to tell you, man, when you really, really, really start to invest in the cultivation of self-approval, self-love, self-appreciation, self-acknowledgement, you start to self-empathize, man, the vibration changes. According to Daniel G. Amin, medical doctor, he says, people who ruin their own lives have a strong tendency to blame other people when things go wrong. You know why they have a tendency to blame other people when things go wrong? Because that tendency is born from a dependency. I need you to make it right. I need you to fix it. I need you to come through. I need you to deliver. You have to deliver for self. All the meaningful things you require from your partner, 1-800-920-1580. Do you want to become a claimer or do you want to stay a blamer? I'm asking you this question. I want to know, KBLA, KBLA listeners, the number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. We're going to have an open, honest, non-judgmental, non-disrespectful right, discussion. Don't call in here cussing. Zoda want to hear no profanity this evening. Consider Monday, Sunday. No cussing. This is the church of the voice of reason. No profanity callers. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. I got one question to ask. Why do we blame ourselves and our partners for the unfavorable relationship experiences we encounter? Are you dating or married to a blame-shifting bully? They can never take responsibility for anything they've said or done. 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, the phone lines will be open and I am ready to discuss this most important topic with you. 
reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ladies and gentlemen, the Voice of Reason back in the building with another slapper for a topic many of us feel out on a limb when we're in a relationship with a blame shifter it's never your fault you're never responsible for what you get do you know how childish that is so you just think you're right all the time you think you're in alignment all the time. You think your partner is the reason why, the, why there's discord in the relationship. Come on. You don't do anything? 1-800-920-1580. Oh, God. What are some examples of personal responsibility? Do you know? Do you know? What does blame shifting look like? How difficult is it to maintain an empathetic and kind mindset toward your partner after they have shifted all of the blame on you. How hard is it to stay optimistic, to stay positive? Are they using your optimism and your positivity against you? Do they know, like, hey, you know what? He's going to take the high road or she's going to take the high road. So why don't I just use that against them? Hmm? Ah. Why do controllers and narcissists blame shift? 1-800-920-1580. I want to know. You guys tell me. What is your story? Are you living this life with somebody? Are you the perpetrator? Huh? 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 <laughs> when was the last time you caught yourself minimizing your partner's perspective? 1-800-920-1580. Let's get James from Los Angeles. He's ready to talk about it. Let's go. Long time not calling in, my brother Zoe. What's going down? Man, you already know I'm over here cooking with the rarest kinds of grease. Everything is fried. Well, let's get <laughs> everything is fried. It's all good. Let's just get down to the brass tacks, as they would say. 57% of us cannot accept fault. Mm. from anyone or anywhere. And if we have a partner or a significant other and talk about those faults to them, they'll reverse it and place that you are causing their faults. Mm. You make me do this or you make me do that. Instead of understanding that you have your own idea about things and it's fine, but if you know you're wrong, own up to your own miscues and accept that. Because I myself can accept my miscues. Why can't you? Mm. Why mm. won't you? Mm. That's interesting. And like I say, a lot of us is a, a lot of us are scared to look in the mirror and say, "Oh, I don't do anything wrong. I'm almost perfect. Get out of here with that." <laughs> Get out. Run, run, run to the hills with that. There's only one who walked on this earth that was perfect, and you were not him. Mm. 
or her. Wow. Wow. So, you know, you have to be understand how it is in this day and age. Perception, reality is gone. Falsism and statue are within. I'm this because I have that. I'm going to do this because I know I could get that. Mm. And if I'm wrong, so be it. Mm. You made me do it this way anyway. How can I make you do something? Well, you did. Wow. You... I chase women because I'm not getting satisfied at home. <laughs> Keep going. But that's your fault. That's Keep... my fault. Keep going. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your fault. Uh, uh, oh, I go out to the club with my girls because... I want to be. I I, I want to be seen. I I want to. I want to look good. You don't take me nowhere, man. It, it, it's so many different cliches that you could just toss them up in the air and just let them rain like confetti. <laughs> you know. Let me just say this, brother. I, I just. I, uh, let me just say, man, I appreciate the insight and the information, man. Call in more often, brother. It's yes, always sir. good to hear from you, James. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On the website. Yes, sir. <laughs> Listen, James just brought Los Angeles into the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know what you got to do. All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Tonight's topic. Very good topic. Eee, the claim game. Why is it so difficult for many people to claim responsibility? Right? Why do we blame? Is it easier to blame others than to take responsibility for ourselves? We struggle to sit with difficult emotions. When we make mistakes, we are prone to shame. Shame is a difficult emotion to sit with. We blame those we are most comfortable and secure with. Why is that, family? Somebody call in and tell me about it. We got Fred from San Fernando Valley. What is your thought on this, brother? Well, uh, Zoe, um, I have to admit that when I first go into relationships, I have to tell the women right off the bat I'm a supervillain. Okay? I just tell them, you know, um, I grew up to Hindenburg. I sucked the Titanic. You know, I did everything. All the ills of the world is on me, right? But what you, I do, you got to turn your, you got to turn your life down, Fred. In the background, whatever you're listening to the okay. show on, you got to turn it down because there's a feedback. Okay, so what I do is I tell them that I'm trying. I'm trying my best to be a better person. Mm -hmm. okay? And like I said, I have a habit of loving too much. You know. I, I try to like um, try to take up all, try to prevent all the hurt and pain from coming into the household. I try to be, you know, I try to be that bullet stop. But what happens is life happens, and sometimes you can't keep, you can't keep, you know, you can't protect people from themselves. You know, I was in a relationship with a woman who had uh, children; they had drug habits, and. I kept telling her, look, you know, you're going to have to address this drug problem that, you know, your daughter has. But, you know, it was her child, so I couldn't just take the bull by the horns. I had to keep on trying to coax her until finally her daughter OD. And mm. then guess who, guess, who, guess who got attacked? You did. 
Yeah, I did. But you even s- though, go ahead. I'm listening. Even though I made a room for her daughter to come stay with us, I stocked the the, the cabinets for all kind of goodies, uh, candy, nip snaps. You know, you know how them things is. They like they got a sweet tooth. I, I I made it so, and I even told her daughter, look. You can do whatever you want to do outside the door. You know, if that's what you got to do, do your business, but just don't bring it back into the house. Because we got a younger child here in the house, and we don't want us to see, we don't want her thinking that we're rewarding uh, bad behavior. Okay. But in the end, it turned out that because of her poor parenting skills, that her daughter fell into the clutches of the street. Wow. You know, I tried to make him go to church. I tried to do everything, try to bring a spirituality to her to let her know that she didn't have to bear that burden of guilt because her daughter fell short. But you know how it is when, uh, you know, there's no father around, uh, the woman has to pick up both the attributes of the man and the woman. Well, uh, let's be real. A woman cannot be a man. Can't can be. Some girls have daddy issues, and when the daddy don't love them, they feel like, hey, they got to go find love in the streets from some other man, from total strangers. But what I tried to do, I tried to bring love into it and let her daughter know, it ain't my child. I'm a black man. I can't be the father to no white child. Let's keep that real. You know, even when the, when they used to bring her daughter home, you know, off the streets, that was one thing about the sheriff's department in Florida. They used to bring them, 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 them runaways back to the house. Even if they're 27 years old, they would be like, hey, we're going to drop you off. So when, the, so when the sheriff came and asked me, he said, uh, you know, are you up? I said, no, I ain't her daddy. They're like, you ain't trying? I said, no, because what's going to happen is I'm going to give my heart and I'm going to give my soul trying to raise this child and trying to do this child. And then as soon as this child uh, disagrees with the first thing, she's going to say, you ain't my daddy. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to look like a damn, like a fool, and say, you're right, you're right. I set myself up for that. So but, but, I don't do that. But, let, Fred, let me ask you this. Can you really step in as a step-parent or a surrogate parent in that sense and really hold back? Because if you hold back, doesn't that affect the child too? Look, bro. I'm just asking. <laughs> Help me to understand <laughs> you, Fred. Look, sometimes it's genetics and sometimes it's conditioning, okay? I try to deal with the conditioning level. Like, hey, I give you a a safe place to come to. I feed you. I clothe you. I make sure that you're respected and protected. Now, when you walk outside that door, you got to carry your own weight. I can't be sitting up behind you. Fred, Fred, stay with me. Fred, hold on, hold on, Fred. Hold on, Fred, stay with me. When we come forward, we're going to go back to San Fernando Valley because Fred, when I tell you Fred, call in and lay it all out on the line. When we come forward, more from the San Fernando Valley. He's on fire tonight. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Yes, indeed, the voice of reason. I I love this playlist, man. The song is called Hey 19. It's a great record. 
talking about dating a young girl, hey, 19, or not having anything in common with a young girl. She don't know nothing about Rita Franklin. She's 19. Great record by Steely Dan. If you're following all my episodes, there's something to my playlist. Tonight's playlist is the Blue-Eyed Soul playlist. We started with Tina Marie out on a limb. That was Steely Dan, Hey 19. Man, I got some real cold, blue-eyed soul records, man, on this playlist. Tonight's topic, though, the claim game. I want to hear from people who refuse to claim their responsibility or at least recognize that, you know what, typically I don't don't claim what is mine to claim. I'm always blaming. I want to hear from people who at least own up. Because, you know, radio provides a, a certain type of anonymity, right? You can call in and say your name is Billy Bob, and it might be something else. Call in and get it off your chest. 1-800-920-1580. Let's get back to San Fernando Valley. Fred. Fred? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk to me, Fred. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Um, this woman I was with, my wife. Um, her mother died. I set up the whole funeral. I took care of her mama while she was on her deathbed. I did all those things to show her that I was there for her. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, I, I'm a spiritual person, and, you know, I, I believe in that you got to put forth positive energy in order to get back positive energy. No matter how much negative energy is being uh, met with, you got to keep pouring it on until you overcome the obstacle. Okay. okay. Now, I always make sure I got a little in reserve for me. You understand? Because then when I go in the backyard and I, you know, I smoke me one, you know, I, I look up toward the Lord and I say, hey, did I do the right thing? Please guide me through this because I'm new to this. Caring about other people it's alien to me because I'm a person who usually by himself in the long run. Okay, Fred. Well, listen, man, I appreciate the insight. I appreciate you opening up and sharing. Thank you for the call. And you already know you got a seat at the table. You can call in anytime. We appreciate you, you know, sharing, I'm not, brother. I'm sipping, up, I'm sipping up the oxygen tonight. I'm not going to suck it all up. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Listen, Fred brought the San Fernando Valley into the building. If you want to bring your city or state in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. But let me say this. You can't help anybody when you have an ulterior motive. Let me say it another way. You're not helping anybody when you have an ulterior motive. What do you mean, Zoe? It's really simple. If the ulterior motive is to show someone that you're you're down for them, you're not doing it from a pure place. The pure place is to do it just because that service is needed, you have the resources, and you do it without an expectation of acknowledgement or thanks. You just do it. If you're doing it to show or prove or... If it has any type of agenda associated with it, it will be contaminated. Because what happens is, if they don't understand why you're doing it, 
this is why I tell women many times, understand the intent behind a man's actions. Don't just don't just look at the action, because a lot of times people bottom line the action. No, 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 no. What's the intent behind the action? Why did this person help you? Why did this person try to support you? If there is any type of agenda associated with their help and you don't recognize what that agenda is and 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 conform to it or be in alignment with that agenda, they're going to feel some type of way. They're going to feel like they're owed. If they don't get what they're supposed to get, they're going to blame. They're going to criticize. All of this is going to happen. I promise you. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone line. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. RJ from San Francisco just joined us. What's up, RJ? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? I'm good, brother. I wanted to chime in on today's topic. You know, I'm calling in as RJ because if my wife listens and you say red, I'm going to get in trouble. So, (laughs) (laughs) So... you know, the the topic really made me think, and I mean, I know that you are a movie person, so it really made me think of iRobot and why I do things because my logic is undeniable. Mm. And sometimes it's just more fun to gaslight people. <laughs> sometimes you got to spice it up and just gaslight people because my logic is undeniable. Mm. That's what the robot says. Right, right, right. <laughs> so let me ask, do you blame have you blamed your partner or do you get blamed? How does it work? <laughs> it usually works by me gaslighting my partner as the buffer to the blame. <laughs> Keep going, RJ. <laughs> well, uh, that's all I do, but I have since been reformed, brother. So uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. I love it, brother. My Thank wife you, man. Stares at me intently. Okay, I'll keep listening. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> oh, they calling in from all over the country. Let's go, Keita from Dillon, South Carolina. Talk to me, Keita. Oh, grand evening to you all. Um, I want to talk about the brain game. That's what we're talking about. So you right here with us. Let's go. Yeah, um, I think that we blame because we don't know how to claim. Ooh, come on. Now we cooking. Now, come on, Kita. I think that that blaming is just questioning, right? And a lot of times we don't know how to question Mm. because we're told not to. Mm. Don't question nothing. Don't question your faith. Don't question yourself, your God. Don't question. Mm. We blame. When you leave out the question, when you leave out the question, you have no answer. So then you have shame. So blame, claim, shame. I love it. I love it. You don't. Woman, you done came in here and gave me something. That's what I want. <laughs> Merry Christmas. No, no, you're not done, though. Uh-uh. You don't get to come in here and drop bombs and then run. Don't. Uh-uh. That's not going to happen. Oh, let's get it then. Let's get it. What's, what's going on? What's up? So uh, wrapped around this whole blaming thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
there's the, what they're saying is there's also minimizing people play the victim card. And what I want to know is, have you ever minimized your partner's perspective in order to manipulate their understanding of a particular situation? If I don't feel like I'm being heard, everybody is minimized. Ooh, come on, keep talking, Kita. Why do I not matter in this equation? Why is it okay for my partner to minimize me and make me feel less than, but I'm not I'm not allowed to mirror that? I, I mean, you see what I'm saying? I would say I would say yes. You are allowed to mirror it. But is mirroring it beneficial for you and your partner and the relationship in general? Not always, but if you're standing in front of your partner or your mirror or your significant other, your balance, your yin, your, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how do you have a choice but to, or but not to uh, reflect what you're seeing or reflect what you are? Ooh, you... <laughs> You cooking though. You you're right there. You're right there, Keith. You you do have a choice. You got a choice. You have to choose yourself. You have to choose better, and that's the key. That's what we. That's what Realizing we Realizing that you're better. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Now my question to you is, how often do you choose better, or how often do you allow yourself to mirror back what you are getting, and use what you. What you're getting, you use that as the justification to mirror it back. How how often do you choose that? All the time. Ooh, stay with me. As a matter of fact, stay I've with been me. Choosing me. Kita, stay I'm with me. Don't don't go nowhere. When we come forward, we going back to South Carolina because Kita is cooking that down south goodness. Is it good to you? Good to you. More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. This is my blue-eyed soul playlist. Taught her how to talk like that. Bob Skaggs, low down. That's a cold vibe right there. That's what I love about black people. It don't matter where you're from. If you make something funky, we're going to groove to it. Blue-eyed soul tonight is my co-host. I hope you guys are enjoying the playlist. I certainly am. Kita from Dillon, South Carolina, was really starting to cook. Mm -hmm. She was starting to break something down. Go ahead, Keita. You have the floor. Continue your thought. I, what was I breaking down? The mirror? Exactly. And I was telling you <laughs> that you have a choice to not create this cycle, this 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 negative feedback loop, right? The, your partner is oh, giving Oh, yeah, you asked me about choosing myself. That's right. You have a choice to choose better. That's Absolutely. What, that was your term. You said, I have a choice to choose better. Now, how often do you choose better, Keita? Personally. Personally, share it. No judgment. All the time. As much as I can, I'll say that. That's good. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I choose myself as much as I can, and I'm choosing myself more and more. 
uh, on the daily, but you know, you, everything has to be in alignment. Like you have to choose the things that want you. And mm, say, say, go, go into that. I like that. Say that, say that. What would you say? You have to choose the things that want you. Yes. So you know how you'll want something, but then you'll be like, oh, I don't need that. Or you'll get like this inkling or this feeling, you know, it's not right. Mm, that's interesting. You got oh, to choose the things that want you. Do you find that we often choose things that don't want us? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. How did you do that? How, when was the last time you did that? And, and what was the process like of choosing something that didn't want you? I, I, it's, it's almost oxymoronic to me. Like you chose something that didn't want you. Does that underlie the mirror as well? Maybe you didn't want it, but you thought you should have it. Like, talk to me about this process. Well, I got this ginger ale right here that I'm here to cross over the drink. Uh-huh. After 10, well after 10, almost 11, and I know I'm not supposed to have soda, but I want it, and I'm going to have it. Before okay. me at this moment. <laughs> Yes. But do we also do this in relationship? Do we choose people that that don't want us, right? People, places, things. Yes, yes. But I think when we choose people that don't want us, I think it's a reflection of us not being totally available ourselves. And how do we get that way? How do we become not available well i think you're looking where do we learn how to be available yes yeah that's good i like that i like that typically your open or closeness comes from your childhood how you were you know how you modeled your uh environment you know now if you had a a open free-flowing, non-judgmental space that you grew up in as a child, you tend to be that way in a relationship. If you were raised in a defensive, hyper-protective, you know, environment where you had to take care of yourself all the time, you go into the relationship with that same kind of disposition. Now, which, what style or what kind of attachment style did you pick up? Were you... Do you have a, Do you have a secure attachment? <laughs> uh, yes, you do. Stop anxious, playing. Very much so anxious. <laughs> very much so anxious attached. <laughs> you know exactly what yeah. kind of style you got. I don't want. Don't play with me tonight, Keita. <laughs> you was doing really well. And as soon as I start drilling down, you go. Uh, uh-uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. I said all of them. So there's secure attachment. I feel like- there's insecure uh-huh. attachment. There's an avoidant uh, attachment. If avoidant, indifferent attachment. Which one? I think that um, being anxiously attached is like that's my go-to attachment style. Mm-hmm. Like that's I think that's like survival for me. But then I could have secure attachments. Well, I mean. Is it really secure? It makes me feel secure. Like when I have things like, I don't know, achievements or whatnot, it makes you feel secure in your attachment. 
or because it validates you. Right. So securing your sense of self, maybe. Right. Right. So that's why I say all. So that's secure and then anxious. And then what was the last one? Indifferent, avoidant. Yeah, that's why I say I have all of these different attachment styles. If you want to, if you follow what I'm saying, like, uh, yeah, I'd be attaching. You be attaching. I be doing a lot of attaching. Yeah. Oh, this is a beautiful call. Keita, let me just say this. I appreciate you for calling and opening up. Because I know it's not easy to do that. So thank you for opening oh. up and sharing. I appreciate you. You are welcome to call in anytime you got a seat at the table. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Y'all yes. have a good one. Oh, Keita was cooking. Let me give you this real quick, guys. Ten ways blame shifting is affecting your relationship. You start believing everything is your fault. Because the blame shifter is telling you, that you're responsible for what's wrong. Let me tell you, everything in a relationship is typically bi-directional. Conscious or unconscious, there is a reciprocal, organically reciprocal, bi-directional flow of everything somebody is saying about you. So that's all I'm saying. So don't believe somebody else's perception about you. You are the only expert that, <laughs> you are the only expert of yourself. That's the best way to say it. So don't start believing that everything is your fault. Communication gap between you and your partner. You're afraid of making decisions. You lose out on intimacy. You start being resentful towards your partner. You have poor self-esteem. You stop opening up to your partner. These are all the side effects of blame shifting. Have you been a victim of that or have you used your victim status to become the blame shifter in your relationship. Are you a blame shifter bully? Call me. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, hour number two. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. I'm Mike. Reason and accountability. The voice of reason. You know when you blame the other person in the relationship for what's happened and they blame you back, you know you got yourself a big problem. Because the blame game has just got to stop. How are you going to solve the problem when you keep pointing at each other? You know, and, and you, you each are not taking your responsibility and accountability for what happened. But to stop the blame problem, we need to take a look at what's happening, why it's happening, and what to change. Two people who blame each other in a relationship, that is just like a slow, painful separation because as long as you keep pointing the finger at the other person you literally are pushing them away you're literally getting a hold of who they are and you're moving them away every time you blame them now there's a there's a difference between blame and having a conversation and there's also accountability blame to me is where you are literally pointing at the other, at the other person and using a lot of emotion to try to make them all of the problem. And then they do the same to you and you do the same to them. So the problem now is between the two of you. Now, here's a suggestion for you to make a difference in what you're doing. What if you take the same people, you and the other person, and you position yourselves next to each other and you put the problem out here? 
What if you put it out here so you both could work on solving the problem? This is a couple who's going to have issues and pretty much is on the path to separation. This is a couple who is going to get closer to each other, work with each other, and be able to solve more problems and have progress. This couple, where the problem is between them and they're blaming each other, uh, they're gonna be upset, they're gonna be mad, they're gonna be stressed, they're gonna feel alone, they're gonna feel distant. This couple right here, they're gonna talk, they're gonna share, they're gonna brainstorm. So you know what's really interesting about the example that the, the gentleman just uh, outlined? Blame is like an ad hominem attack where you attack the person instead of the point. So when we're in a relationship blaming each other, it's your fault because you're lazy. It's your fault because, you know, you can't do nothing without my help anyway. You should have came to me. It, again, he said, put the couple side by side and the problem out here, wherever out here is, it might be in front of them. If you could imagine a stand uh, or a podium of sorts, maybe a table, and the problem is sitting on the table. So now the, the two people who are having a relationship problem can look at the issue and say, okay, this is how we can attack this as a team. But the way we engage in blame, like they're low-key ad hominem attacks. If you look up ad hominem, it just means instead of attacking an argument a person is making, you attack them, the person. And this happens a lot in relationship. We attack each other. If you weren't so lazy, we wouldn't be in this position. <laughs> so then what happens? Once the blame shift starts to happen, right? Once you start getting blamed and then you start blaming your partner, you guys start playing the victim, which is one of the most common reactions to blame shifting. You start minimizing people's feelings. Don't start with that crying. It don't, I don't even want to see no tears because you know you did wrong. And then you want to start crying and, and guilt trip. Nah, that ain't going to work. <laughs> A lot of people do this, right? What about arguing about the argument? Instead of dealing with the issue, we finna argue about the argument. What about guilt tripping? And petty, you know, telling pity stories. These are some of the common reactions to blame shifting. Right? Let's flip it another way. When you take personal responsibility, you exhibit self-control. You exhibit moral duty, civility. Uh, you even... Instead of attacking your partner, you begin to audit your expectations. You begin to sit your expectations down and say, you know what, you're, you're kind of limited for where I'm going mentally, for how I'm growing, how I'm evolving. You're kind of limited. So I'm going to have to reduce your access to my mind, to my brain space, right? When you're personally accountable. When you're personally accountable, you start to Get in alignment with honesty and not being so fearful, you know, of how people perceive you. You're not, you, or reactionary. 
to a person's perception of you, right? 1-800-920-1580. I see the phone lines are cracking. When I come forward, I'm going to get my brother from Oakland and my brother from Dallas, Texas in here. And we're going to talk about this blame shifting because people are always sending me these topics and they want me to cover them. So I'm covering them tonight. Get to your phone line, 1-800-920-1580. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Michael McDonald, man. Great record. I keep forgetting. You know, people who blame a lot always forgetting, too. Narcissists and, and you know, folk like that, they, they forget some of the things they say and do. Listen to this very carefully. By This is a quote by Robin Sharma. Blaming others is nothing more than excusing yourself. One of the one of the the, the most horrific acts of, of blame shifting is when somebody in a relationship feels as if you wrong them. Now, I know a lot of people are not going to agree with this. They feel like you wronged them because you didn't live up to something or a standard that they placed in front of you. But I argue against that. I say, hold on. I can't wrong you, listen, if you're wronging yourself. What do you mean, Zoe? What do you mean? Listen, if you refuse to deal with the issue within you that needs to be confronted by you, that that needs to be healed by your heart. You are actually putting yourself in position to be taken advantage of. You, many people say, uh, people treat you the way you treat yourself. How you treat you is how other people will treat you. You teach people how to treat you by how you treat yourself. So to blame somebody for treating for mistreating you is like getting mad at God because you didn't win the lottery. <laughs> I know I know I know it's hard to wrap your head around it, but that's what it is. People are not there to heal you. They're there to reveal you so you can heal you. The part about you that you don't like, that you don't want to embrace, that is the spiritual nature of relationship. I am here to reveal so you can heal. Like the sister who called from South Carolina talked about the mirror of relationship. Relationship reveals you. It exposes who you really are. And some of the most arrogant and narcissistic people will say things like, well, I take responsibility for choosing you. I should have chose better because I deserve better. No, you chose what you are. You chose who you are. (laughs) That's not an admission of responsibility. I should have chose better. 
No, you should have been more accepting of the mirror reflection, the biofeedback that you got from the partner that reflected your current state of consciousness. Well, I don't be lying. You lie to yourself. That counts. I don't be cheating. You cheat yourself. That's how this person got into your sphere. Right? Let me read that quote again. People who ruin their own life have a strong tendency to blame other people when things go wrong. Well, the core ingredient, the key ingredient for a healthy, loving, uh, uh, respectful relationship is to be healthy yourself, is to be loving to yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? You got to be everything you expect your partner to be. You must first be that for yourself. And I'm not talking about an, in a narcissistic way. I'm better than you. I'm, I'm so great. No, I'm not talking from that space. I'm saying if there's a wound, you are supposed to be its nurse. Not your partner. Your partner is not supposed to be the nurse for your wound. You are. And when you tend to self, when you embrace self as you are, without judgment, that wound begins to grow up. That wound begins to heal. Wow. <laughs> I, know, I, I know this is difficult because a lot of people want their partners to be everything they neglect to be for themselves. You have to be what you're seeking. And when you become what you're seeking, you stop seeking. When you stop seeking, you start attracting. Okay, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. When you stop looking for it and realize that you are what you sought, it starts to come to you organically. Let's, let's look at that another way. Everything you do is based on choices you make. It's not your parents. It's not your past relationships, your job, the economy, the weather, an argument, or your age that is to blame. You and only you are responsible for every decision and choice you make. Brothers going to uh, blame sisters. I didn't want to have no baby. Yes, you did. If you went up in that thing with no condom on. Well, I don't like the way it feels without the condom. You made a choice. You can't blame her regardless of whatever. If you understood her mindset, if you had a glimpse of her mindset, if you have a glimpse of her thought process, oh, let's, let's put it on her. No, 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 no. Let's put it on you. Right. Oh, I I don't like the way the condom feels. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and all I got to do is tell her that I don't want a child. That ain't enough. That's not responsible. But then you get mad. Did not tell you what the, you put yourself in that position. You made a choice. And what do you what do you think? Uh, 
again, thinking like a man, most men don't understand when a woman gets pregnant, even if she had a previous idea that, you know, I'm not going to have no baby. But when she gets pregnant, the sense of motherhood or something happens for some women that make them go, wow, I can't get this up. What's, I, I can't do that. Then men get logical. Well, you promised and you said, but I didn't know how I was going to feel once I got pregnant, brother. Oh, man. 1-800-920-15. We got callers on the line. They want to get in here. Sean, Oakland, California. Talk to me, man. Oh, my goodness. Brother Zoe. So, you know, <laughs> yes, man, like always, you make me think Zoda, the voice of reason. You know, he- here's the thing. I'm old and been married a long time and, and had all the trials and tribulations. Actually, I probably haven't had all of them, but I've had a bunch of them. And, and the thing of it is, is that I've done that. I've done that blame game way back in the day at a very brief time where I was trying to blame, you know, my better half while, you know, we were, um, I think we were married at that time, you know, or, or almost married, um, for something that, you know, I had an agenda. My, the reason why you blame people, in my opinion, is you have an agenda of how you want to be, you want to feel. And it's like, you know, don't say that men don't have feelings or emotions. No, men have, they, they want you to, you know, you have an agenda. So you, you, you try to blame, hey, this is your fault that we didn't have this go on right now the way, you know, I wanted it to happen, you know, and that it, it, it could, and, and I'll give you an, an actual example. It was, you know, we're going on a vacation. It was when we didn't have a lot of money. And, and I said, you know, okay. And then the flight got canceled, and then it was going to cost an extra, and I'm old, it was like 200 extra dollars. That's a lot of money for anybody. But back in the day, that was a ton of money. And I was like, see, you needed to get that registration done uh, at the time. When I could have done that stuff, my my agenda was, I was thinking she was going to take care of that without me having to not do anything. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you can just take that little example and extrapolate that and put it into bigger pictures with a lot of people. Anytime you're trying to do the blame game, right, is, is because you have an agenda. You have something uh, uh, that you want to protect, and I always do this now, is that if I feel like you have an agenda while you're talking to me, you know, because I don't have an agenda when I'm talking to you, though. I'm just, like, trying to open myself up because I'm to that point in my life. Mm-hmm. But if if I feel like you have an agenda, like you want to get something from me for mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got you. Because I can see that a million miles away because I already tried that way back in the day. And I'm not perfect. I still, I don't make that mistake anymore. I don't blame people. I blame myself. Mm. If I can't take care of my own business, then it's my own fault. It happens to do with my kids too. 
because I keep teaching them, you know, hey, when this thing doesn't go right, you know, let's think about this for a second. Was it someone else doing something bad to you, or was it actually a decision a decision you made or I made as a parent that it didn't work out? Mm-hmm. So that way you can always work out the difficult problems. Otherwise, when you blame other people, it's such a cop-out, in my opinion, and, and it doesn't uh, uh, strengthen yourself, which I know you do all the time as a person because I know how strong you are and how you're developing, and I'm trying to do the same thing. But when you try to cop out and blame it on someone else, nah, you're not going to get stronger and develop. Come on, people. We are so good. We can do this. We can take personal responsibility and also help others develop. I love it, brother. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. You already know how you do. Sean took it to McCovey Cove. We appreciate it. You brought Oakland in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Zoe is so excited about this topic. Got me in here stammering. Let me just say this. Wayne Dyer, man, very powerful brother Wayne Dyer, in any relationship in which two people become one, the end result is two half people. Why do I? Why is that so powerful? Two half people. Because typically, people are going to be invested in their perspective. They're going to be invested in the way they see things. And in the average relationship, most people are trying to get their partner to conform in some way, shape, or form, to their viewpoint, to how they see the world. It's, it's very difficult for people to say, no, 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 you stay you. You stay you. I like you as you. But when you're broken and you're hurt and you haven't dealt with things, in order to feel comfortable, you try to build realities. And anybody that visits those realities must uh, pledge allegiance, loyalty, must you know be the, of the highest level of trust so they that, that so that they don't bring any more fear and hurt into your life and what i'm saying is when you act that way in the relationship all you're doing is calling in the experience that you claim to be avoiding one of the worst things people do is blame a significant other for their inability to act on what, quote unquote, what they think they saw in the relationship. What do I mean? People be saying, oh, I should have known you was like this. I got to pay. I should have acted on what I was paying attention to. I should have known this was that way. The biggest question is, why did you gun jam? Why didn't you do anything about it? If you saw something. Why didn't you engage in respectful conversation? If something, you know, uh, welled up within you where you felt like, hey, this might be an issue. Why did you swallow it? See, because this is what I consider to be self-harm. And then to turn around and blame them for doing what you let slide, quote unquote. 1-800-920-1580. Call us tonight. The Voice of Reason is on fire. I'm going to Texas when I come back. Let me tell you, man, this is the show. When we come forward, more 
of the claim game. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Come on, man. This is it. I'm going to be honest. Let me think. I think Kenny Loggins was like a white Michael Jackson. Vocally. Kenny could sing. Couldn't sing as good as Mike, of course. But I'm thinking from an A&R perspective, like he could really sing and he was a great songwriter. Have you guys heard the song with Kenny Loggins and Michael Jackson together? Did Have y'all heard that? Pull, pull that up, uh, uh, Andy. And it's on the same album as This Is It. Michael and Kenny Loggins together. And it's a cold record. Now, you could hear Mike in the background, but they're singing together. This is why I say... He was like a white Michael Jackson. He just didn't have the staying power. Just, uh, who, who's, whose fault is it or who's to blame? I, I, that should have been on the playlist. <laughs> that should have been on the playlist. I think it's called who's to blame or who's at fault or whose fault, who's right or wrong. That's what it's called. Who's right or wrong? This should have been on the playlist. I sh- Boy, I fumbled the ball at the two-yard line on that one. I should have put that on the playlist. But it's Kenny Loggins and Michael Jackson. Whereas that This Is It record was uh, Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. Man, Kenny was really, really dope. Man, this is my Blue-Eyed Soul playlist tonight, man. And we on fire tonight. This is a great topic. The claim game. Personal accountability. Right. That's something we should develop in relationships. And I'm saying that you can develop it in relationship if you are an observer, a nonjudgmental observer of self. Right. Yes, this is it. It's a great record, man. strong in your eyes This is a lonely feeling Watching you turn away Why does it have to be this way On and on tonight You made a point of being right Making this a That's Michael. Someone's heart will surely be broken before too long. Then you go hear Michael on the bridge. We we'll keep on playing this game of right or wrong.
The voice of reason is on fire tonight, man. You guys should really look this record up and, and, and really take your time and listen to it, man. It gets really funky, got a lot of breakdowns in it. It's a beautiful record, man. And you hear Mike just take over, man. You you hear him just take over. It's a great record. It's blue-eyed soul tonight, though. And 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 we're talking about the claim game. Just thought I'd share that record with you guys. And you know, I'm a I'm a music guy. I'm sorry. But let me just say this. The only way to become self-accountable or a self-aware and practice self-accountability. You got to be able to look at yourself without judgment. That's where I was. Right? You have to encourage self-empathy. You have to assess your regular behaviors. You have to consider how your, your actions may adversely affect your partner. Right? I don't, I'm not an advocate of making changes. I'm, I'm an advocate of uh, investing in the whip process, investing in the work in progress process, because I believe change is superficial, but transformation is permanent. And I think a lot of people change. It's easy to superficially change things. It's easy to, t you know, swap out this person for another person. It's easy to change. It's hard to transform. And the only way to transform, you need empathy, right? You need empathy, self-empathy. This is how you become uh, accountable. I believe people who blame are fearful. They want to maintain control. They want to have this power imbalance, right? They want to stay in power because ultimately they're fearful. So when you say make changes that will benefit everyone, my, my thing is more about you have to be focused on transforming. You can change for somebody, but that's not going to be a lasting change, I promise you, because you did it for them. You didn't do it for you. You didn't do it from a, a, an authentic space, right? Some people say involve your partner in the accountability, in, in your self-accountability journey. I, I am not an advocate of that just yet. I think you have to get comfortable being with the true you, the whole you before you start bringing other folk into your process. Uh, because how you have an outsider, yes, your significant other is an outsider with regards to your work in progress process, your whip process. They're an outsider. You bring them in, they may come and say, you know, you should do this different. This is about me. And this is, this is how I'm working with me. So sometimes, you know, you have to get to a certain point to where they can come in They've reached a certain level, right? And now they can come in without judgment. But if you bring them in before they've developed, before you've developed, now you've got another point of contention. True Monger, Dallas, Texas, get in here. Yes, sir. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, man, just taking in this topic. Talk to me, Listen man. These are the conversations people are having. Um, me, as far as I, my view on the blame game, mm -hmm. uh, I had to learn accountability early. I mean, even though I'm not an only child, I pretty much grew up by myself because my brother was an adult. Well, there was a 10-year gap between me and him, so I was pretty much by myself. So if I did something, I ain't had nobody to blame. I had to take accountability for whatever I did. Um 
You learn the same thing through sports. You learn accountability, and those become that becomes habitual. Mm-hmm. So placing blame on other people, I'm like, man, that's not even really in my. I'm not really comfortable doing that. So I try. I just tend not to do it. Um, not on purpose, anyway. Or try to or try to avoid avoid anything. If I address something, I address a situation or an issue, and I can do it without necessarily claiming blame on somebody, but pointing out that something they may have done factored into what's going on. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people don't know how to handle that, so they react irrationally or out of emotion. And I always try to do the opposite of that because I know how I can get if I react out of emotion. I'm not thinking clearly. I'm not looking at things in a rational manner. And if I react out of that, it could probably make the situation worse. Mm, so cool. I think it takes a level of maturity, being honest with yourself. And it's everything, as everything else, it starts with self. You got to look in the mirror and have that conversation with yourself. Do you t- do you hold yourself accountable when you do things, or do you try to pass the buck? Mm, keep going, and not just in your not just in your intimate relationship, but in every kind of relationship you have. Do you hold yourself accountable for the role you play in whatever the situation is, or you try to say it's somebody else's fault? Mm, mm. A lot of times, people are still stuck in that it's somebody else's fault. It's not me. I didn't do anything to play into what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that usually, that usually means they're lying to themselves or they're in denial. But everybody... People have to learn how... Everybody been to Egypt. Everybody been on the Nile. They deny everything, man. <laughs> that, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but here here's the thing. At a certain point in age, like when I was younger, one of my biggest flaws, true monger, I, I thought I could use my intelligence and articulation to be able to make it make sense to people. Mm. Right. What I was saying, like, I I felt like there as articulate as I am, I should be able to convey exactly what I mean. But what I, what I never Mm -hmm. understood was regardless of how well articulated your thought is, people are running it through a filter they're interpreting based on their experiences from their perspective. And I didn't understand that until a little later in life. And once I got to that stage where I understood, oh, it's running through a filter and there's nothing I could do about this filter. I stop mm-hmm. explaining. No more explaining. I only right. I only talk to open minded, willing listeners. Mm-hmm. If you're not open-minded, That's you're not willing, to... then then what's the use of talking? Go ahead, True. Right. I had to learn that myself. I got to a point where regardless of how, how I explain something or how I describe myself, they already had an idea in their mind of how they wanted me to be. I'm like, I can't be what you wanted me to be. I'm me, and I'm constantly working on myself. I'm always learning from, I have flaws just like anybody else. Right. So am I always going to say the right thing? No. 
Am I always going to do the right thing? I do my best to do that. But there's times where I'm, that may not happen. And I have to hold myself accountable for it. I'm not going to blame anybody else. Right. My actions and my thoughts, that accountability comes back to me. It all falls back on me. Right. So I'm not going to say, oh, well, I should have did this instead of doing that. I should like, uh, for example, I knew I saw a sign that I should have left you uh, months ago. I try to stay, try to see if he would do better. Hey, wait, true, like, Sa- true. Save that yeah. thought. I want you to restart it. When I come forward, I'm coming back to you. I got to talk to you about what you just laid out. Dallas, Texas is in the building cooking. We on fire tonight, the claim game. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. You want some more? More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk Soul Night, the voice of reason, live on KBLA Talk 1580. Tonight's topic has been crazy. Phone lines have been cracking. The claim game, over the blame game. Claim leads to accountability. <sighs> Here we go. True Monger from Dallas, Texas. Finish your thought. You got to turn your Hello? living room down. You got to turn that living room down, True Monger. Good. Yes, we can hear you now, brother. All right. Uh, I was saying that uh, people might wait until they uh, say something and then they want to kind of end things instead, or instead of saying like, "Oh, I should. I saw this a while ago. I should have did something." Then I'm like, "Why didn't you ever bring it up?" Instead of holding over whatever the issue was over my head and decide to bring it out now, when you're getting all emotional about it, you could have discussed it then. But I've had that situation happen a couple of times where I'm like, that probably could have been resolved if you just brought it up. Mm. If all if I you made me made me aware that was the issue, but you wanted to hold something over my head so you didn't have an escape. Leverage. And As, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have some leverage. Well. You pull your car so you can leave at your leisure or whatever. But That's I'm cool. like, all right, because I'm to the point where I don't go through all that. If we can't really have civil discussion about stuff, then if things don't work out, things don't work out. I love I'm going to be at peace with myself and keep working on myself. Yep. I love it, brother. Thank you so much for the insight. We appreciate it. We've only got two minutes left, but Kathy from Los Angeles just popped in. Kathy, you got to keep it brief. We got, we got, just tell me what it is that's on your mind. Okay. I'm going to keep it brief. Um, as far as the blame game goes or bringing up and keeping something over your head, um, issues that are solved is like a red book. If you think, oh, it's okay, you put it on a shelf. Next thing you know, you have a big book, bookshelf. And you can't pull a book. You know, if you read a book, eh, you're not wanting for it for no one. So 
my whole thing, the blame game is not being honest. And if you told the truth and they still don't accept it and you're having problems, you can't save someone who don't want to hear the truth. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. We appreciate the insight. Lord have mercy. We got some great people listening to this show. They're insightful. They're intelligent. They contribute to the conversation. It's on fire. But listen, we just start the conversation. It's your job to finish it. We're not uh, writeaholics over here. What I want to do now is inform you that my brother Danny Morrison and, of course, Robin Ayers are on their way into the building. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Tomorrow's topic is going to be even crazier. Don't miss the VOR, Voice of Reason, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on KBLA. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.